the following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters. I'm Cheryl G. and I'll be your host for the hour. Today we're going to be continuing our topic on communicating with heart and skill. And with us today we have two fabulous guests that will uh, be starting off in this first segment and then we have a third guest that will be joining us in the third segment. So let me introduce our uh, today's uh, guest that will be with us throughout the show, first starting with Carolyn Denise Wright. And Carolyn, uh, and, and um, should we refer to you during the show as Carolyn or Denise? Denise is fine. <laughs> okay, great. Welcome to the show, uh, Denise. Thank you, Dr. G, and it's so wonderful for the invitation. I appreciate it. Yes, and uh, Denise is the Chief Operating Officer of Bayview Baptist Church here in San Diego, California. Denise, want to share a little bit about yourself so that our listeners can can have a little bit of a perspective with regard to our maybe insight regarding the perspective you bring. Sure. Thank you. Um, actually, now I am the Chief Operating Officer at Bayview Baptist Church here in San Diego. Um, pastor Timothy J. Winters is our pastor, and we have a congregation of approximately 1,800 uh, congregants. And I've been with Bayview now for the past um, 10 years. Prior to coming to Bayview, I've, um, my concentrated area is finance. I've worked in private industry as well as governmental and nonprofit, uh, basically in Florida, where I'm originally uh, from, with um, government sheriff's office as a financial analyst. And here in San Diego, um, with both the Neighborhood House Association as a budget analyst as well uh, with the San Diego Unified School District as a senior financial accountant. And so I've been now with Bayview for the past nine years. Okay. Well, fabulous. It's um, great to have you here. And you have a nice um, perspective with regards to our targeted audience being public and nonprofit leaders. And it seems like you've worked in both segments. So, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. So we're going to start with you, and then um, when Wendy, our next guest, joins us, we'll introduce her and, and weave her into the conversation. So, uh, Denise, I guess I'll ask you first just to share some of your thoughts about why communication is so important in the workplace. Okay. Um, it is very, very important to have effective communications because, you know, a lot of times we communicate, but it's not effective. Um, in the realm of helping to make an effective workplace, we have to communicate with one another. It holds out uh, and keeps down any conflict that might arise. Mm -hmm. We need to communicate effectively to ensure that the message we are, um, want to carry out to get that desired result is accomplished. And if we don't communicate those 
desires um, in a clear manner, then those who are to carry those uh, projects out will not go through with the project mm-hmm. in an effective way. Okay. We so also, I'll go on. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I was going to say that we also have to make sure that those who will carry it out will accomplish uh, the output that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Great. So wonderful with regards to so communicating is clearly how we provide direction, and it's also, as you um, indicated, a good way of helping to ensure we don't have conflicts with regards to between um, others as well as between expectations. I want to step back and ask us to just maybe talk a little bit about what effective communication looks like. So a lot of times we talk about people communicating effectively. If you were to maybe think about um, um, an effective communication process or what it looks like, what would be some thoughts that come to mind for you? Okay. To start out, we would need to make sure that we understand, sit down and talk about what we want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. It should be written out in a clear format and really thought through thoroughly. And once that's done, then how we communicate, we need to understand the person receiving that uh, information, what is best for them. Uh, There are different forms, of course, of communication, and we need to ensure that as we go through the process, we look at how we communicate that effectively and who our audience is. Uh, that we're communicating that message to and what part they play in that communications because uh, we need to ensure that what we communicate to a particular group is what really affects them as well. Uh, We can't communicate one bit of information to a group who will not be carrying out the the process or the project, but to those who are on the receiving end of that information as well. We have to make sure that when we give that information out, Uh, the one who will be carrying that project out will do uh, what we're looking for. Okay. So I heard a couple of things in there, Denise. I heard, um, one, just a concern that in order for it to be effective, it's helpful if a person kind of steps back and they get clear about what it is they're wanting to communicate and what it is they want to accomplish. And um, also having the person who is endeavoring to communicate a message to really think about the audience that they're communicating it to because the message may need to be tailored to uh, different ones. It's not a one-message-fits-all, uh, so yes. to speak. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, if you were to maybe think about a common challenge that you've either experienced or observed um, as a manager in the workplace, what might be you know, some of the common challenges or a common challenge that comes to mind for you? I think as a manager, um, a lot of times we're involved in a lot of projects, uh, several projects that are going on at the same time, and many times those projects um, serve to different groups or to different managers, different um, direct reports. And a lot of times what I found out, I'll give a bit of information to someone I'm expecting to carry it out, but I don't give the full picture because I know it. I sometimes miss that the person I'm giving it to has not been privy to the information or the complete picture that I've seen, and I need to make sure that I give the detailed information and not always an overview because what happens with managers, a lot of times we get busy and we're moving from one project to the other and we're just trying to make sure it gets done and we fail to give the 
detailed instructions or our thoughts completely of what we need to have done in that situation. Mm -hmm. Good. I mean, I think that's a real good point. I think as um, managers and looking at the extent to which we may need to delegate and assign tasks to others, have we really kind of thought about um, what it is we need to have them do? And, And really part of that communication process is also figuring out where they are with their ability to carry it out. So it's so I think the communication process is a two-way piece maybe, making sure that we also hear, is this something that they've done before? Because then that's going to give us an indication as to how much direction they need from us and then how um, how motivated are they to do it too. We were listening for, I think, motivation sometimes so we can figure out how much encouragement, how much confidence do they have already. And if they don't have the confidence, you know, how do we encourage them and uh, support them to be um willing to, I might say, step into the space we need to have them step into for performance. So um, so I think um, the piece that comes to mind for me Mm -hmm. is just um, highlighting the um, communication process being a two-way process, and and it's effective only when we are both um, getting the messages that we're intending. So... um, I think I heard you saying that at a very high level, and that a, that a supervisor may, commu- can't, may communicate at a very high level, uh, maybe conceptually what they want to have done, but if they don't break it down to where a person really gets it, um, there may be disappointment on both ends. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm kind of also probably meeting you in that and saying the same thing as it relates to us figuring out uh, where that person is in their competence um, to perform or and even in their confidence to perform will help to drive to what extent it needs to be broken down and to what extent we need to give them direction. And we kind of get that clue from engaging in some two-way dialogue. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, okay, great. So I think Wendy is looking at... Um, Bringing bringing her online. Is Wendy online? Yes, I am online. Okay. I'm sorry, Wendy. Good to have you here. Good to be here. Wendy McKinney is the Special Assistant to the President here at the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego. And, Wendy, we're going to be going to break shortly. But when we okay. come back, I'm going to bring you into this conversation because I know that much of what you do um, in, involves communicating. And so would love to get your thoughts on this um, topic, particularly as we spend this hour talking about communication from a leadership and managerial perspective. So Wonderful. Please stay, okay. Yes. So stay with us, and we'll ask our listening audience to please stay with us. We're going to take a short break and then be right back with more on Leadership Matters. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of 
San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about communicating with heart and skill. And we have two fabulous guests with us. We have Carol and Denise Wright, the Chief Operating Officer at Bayview Baptist Church here in San Diego, California. And we also have with us Ms. Wendy McKinney, who is the Special Assistant to the President here at the Neighborhood House Association. Um, Carol and Denise, thank you for staying with us. Thank you. And, Wendy, thank you for joining us. Why don't we have you share a little bit about yourself, Wendy, just so that our listeners can have a little bit of a um, background regarding the perspective you bring. Okay. I am currently, as you mentioned, the Special Assistant to the President and CEO of the Neighborhood House Association, Rudy Johnson. And my responsibilities um, are a wide variety, including um, representing our president in various um, roles, in the community and in the organization, kind of acting as a liaison between him and our senior staff for special projects and events and also um, revenue generating for the organization. In my previous background, I moved to San Diego from Los Angeles um, almost two years ago as a stockbroker. And before that, I managed a sales team for about 13 years in financial services and investment products. Great. Glad to hear that background. You know, I forgot about that stockbroker piece. We'll talk more about that. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um, welcome again to the show. Wendy, your thoughts with regards to, from a managerial perspective and leadership perspective, what have you found to be the uh, maybe one of the biggest or most common challenges that leaders or managers face in the workplace with regards to communicating? Two, speaking two different languages continuously without the other one knowing. And we see that often where um, the manager or the supervisor or those in leadership are continuing to communicate. And I think I heard Denise mention um, different levels of communication. And the leader may be communicating as clearly as he or she thinks she is about a high-level subject or topic, but the um, employee, as an example here, may hear a different perspective or a, an entirely different language. And I think it's very important that as leaders we stop 
um, and communicate and elicit a response and engagement. And one of the ways we do that is asking a lot of questions. Um, and oftentimes when you ask questions, I use the old open-ended questions, who, what, where, why, when, how, and tell me as often as I can to make sure they understand what you are communicating. And once you do that, you ask them the questions to get clarity and they respond, then you know you're on the same page. Because oftentimes we'll continue to talk and talk and talk and not get um, allow for an engagement or response, and the other person may not understand at all what we're trying to convey. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, thanks, Wendy. Denise, anything you'd like to add? Um, I disagree with Wendy on that, uh, that we do have to make sure that we are communicating on each level uh, of understanding with the subordinate or with the supervisor or our managers, um, that we have to clearly state what it is and really listen to um, what we're discussing and, and get feedback from the, the individual. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm hearing both of you underscore the importance of checking back, and, you know, listening and then checking back um, to make sure that there is uh, a common meaning being taken from that conversation. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And um, and either of you just want to hear maybe just your thoughts with regards to what really what came to mind for you when you actually saw the title of today's show, and um, particularly as it relates to what it means to you to communicate with heart and skill. Um, either of you, what are your responses to that? Communicating with heart, communicating with skill. Um, I, I will start out if you don't mind, Wendy. Um, communicating <laughs> with the heart and skill for me means really hearing and understanding the individual that you're you're speaking with or you're sharing communications with in a way that um, helps that person understand and and really be comfortable with you to feel free to communicate with you freely because as we mentioned earlier it is a dialogue it's it's a two way um, communication and to get a clear picture and to ensure that whatever project we're working on or what result, whatever result we're looking for, we really do have to hear and understand and share with the individual that you really hear what they're saying. And it comes from the heart and understanding uh, a person sometimes in, in business and we get so busy sometimes we forget the individual. And I think sometimes if we understand where a person is personally as well as professionally, um, we hear what they're saying and we can communicate with them in a different way to make it work for both parties. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm, I'm loving that. And, and I uh, think of that understanding as relates to kind of understanding where the person's coming from, from a space of empathy with regards to really yes. trying to listen and engaging um, in a space where it's... Um, maybe being taken in and trying to engage in some perspective taking. How about yourself, Wendy? Um, additional thoughts? Yeah, yes, and I, I, I totally agree with Denise. And the first thing that I thought about um, as it relates to the title, Heart and Skill and Effective Communication, is um, when you talk about employee-employer relationships, uh, my experience has been I always look at the employee as a person first mm-hmm. before anything. That individual is a person, and oftentimes we um, kind of feel compelled to put people in a box as this group of employees, but they are individual people. 
And when you have an individual person, you have cultural differences, age differences, um, you know, special needs, et cetera. So you have to, before anything, realize that that is a person, and then they are an employee. And once you realize that, then you can communicate your expectations to them concerning a job or a project or something that needs to be executed, and then allow for a time of feedback. So there's kind of an, an order in which you must um, establish uh, effective communication when you're talking about from the heart and with skill. So there's a, you know, realizing who they are as a person and the cultural differences, et cetera, and then kind of an order with which you communicate. I'm loving that, uh, Wendy, and I, I um, you know, what I think comes to mind for me is just the um, the difference in an interaction when there's a connection, when two people actually connect uh, versus communicating and it's more of a, um, from a, a distant space. And so really working first to do, as you're saying, with regards to looking at them as a person, so we're kind of um, considering their social and emotional needs as a person, so we establish a rapport, right? and and being able to communicate from a space of rapport really allows the communication to be more open because in that space of rapport, we engender some trust, and trust is yes. so critical. That's the word. I yeah. just wrote that down. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. because with, without the trust, um, the conversation is a lot more tentative. So, you know, the more trust we have in the in the uh, relationship, then very often we'll find the more open um, the communication will be, which then helps that second piece, Wendy, that I think I heard you talk about as it relates to the feedback. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even the willingness yeah. to to um, share. Here's what I'm thinking in response to what you said, or here's what I heard. All of that is um, impacted by the extent to which the person feels that there's some comfort, right, and some respect and some regard, um, in, engaged or invested in that communication. Right, right, and and every if I could add to that, oh, please do. Every successful relationship is established by trust, mm-hmm. and when you're talking about effective communication, that is a type of relationship, mm-hmm. and without that trust being established, somebody is holding back and you're not fully communicating and you're not going to get 100% of what you're mm-hmm. trying to get put in or get out of the conversation. So that trust element has to be established at some point early on in, um, you know, maintaining effective communication. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, just thoughts with regards to, you know, managers speak with their direct reports, um, the um, CEOs of organizations have to be able to engage their boards, um, I mean, we are different ones who we need to engage with and communicate with. How does a person go about engendering trust in the relationship in which we're um, trying to then establish effective communication? Any thoughts about that? Denise, you want to go first? <laughs> sure, I will. Um, when we talk about trust, personally, you have to be a person trustworthy. That that you 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 can be trusted, and you would have to, um, as an individual, show that I'm a person of integrity. I do have your interest at heart, and the the goal of the organization, the mission that we're looking for in this organization, when we share with board members and with uh, constituents and here with the church, 
the congregation, have to trust who you are as an individual mm-hmm. because these are the people who are giving resources. They are supporters of the organization. They carry the organization to the community as well. And we have to show that um, we understand clearly their role as board members and communicate our goals and the mission that we are trying to accomplish here in the organization as leaders. Okay. Yeah, and when I think about the trustworthiness, I think that that is a huge component to the process of building trust um, and um, looking at it from a space of also of, of um, being consistent in word and deed. If I say I'm going to do this, then following through and yeah. doing it. And so the greater consistency that we have as relates to <clears throat> our words matching our behaviors, that certainly helps to engender trust. Um, any other thoughts with regards to the process for building trust? Well, I think about a um, an old quote that I heard before. It says, uh, he who does not trust enough will not be trusted. Mm-hmm. And I think people can tell when you, if you approach a relationship where there's a lot of suspicion and there is, um, you know, lack of value or expression of value in what somebody's mm-hmm. doing or saying, that can be um, reciprocated because you mm-hmm. just kind of, set the groundwork for the communication. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree again with Denise that it's very important that you um, lay that groundwork for being trusted by being trustworthy. And there, there's risk involved in that, but right. as a leader, you must take that risk to establish um, that sound trust and that sound relationship. And that is by um, putting certain things on the line. Of course, you, you you have to be guarded to a certain degree because of your role, but there's got to be, um, you know, you've got to lay down the lines of trust and be trustworthy to that employee or to that person or to that board member or someone that you're communicating with in order to get that trust back. Good. And, Wendy, I love that because when we're looking at, um, you know, I like that, you know, he who does not trust enough um, will not be, will not be trusted. Mm-hmm. The whole concept around um being trusting in order to engender trust from others. It's taking the risk of sharing our ideals and our thoughts and our feelings and being more transparent, certainly having an appropriate level of self-disclosure, but enough to where there is indeed a, um, a sense of trust developing. So I'm going to say you kind of summing up, being trustworthy, maybe engendering trust by being open to hearing from others so that people are encouraged to continue to take the risk of sharing with us. And then us being trusting can all add to as um, certainly um, building trust in a relationship. I hear music, and I know that means that we should be taking a break. So I'm going to ask everyone to please stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Get ready for an exciting and eye-opening hour every week on Globe Talk with Avasant. Join your host, Kevin Parikh, for an inside look at the world economy with a special focus on technology and its impact on humankind. We will invite the top industry experts to our forum and answer your questions, too. Globe Talk with Avasant airs live every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca provides those of you eager to invest well in real estate with the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus is to help you maximize your real estate investment dollars. Listen live to the brightest minds in investment real estate every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca, where America learns to invest. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about communicating with heart and skill, and we have three guests on the line now. We have Denise, or I should say Carolyn Denise Wright, who is the Chief Operating Officer at Bayview Baptist Church. Uh, thank you for staying with us, Denise. Thank you, Dr. G. Mm-hmm. And we have Wendy McKinney, who is the Special Assistant to the President here at the Neighborhood House Association. Thanks for being with us, Wendy. Thank you. And joining us this segment, we have Valerie Wright. And Valerie is the um, Director for Organization Development here at Neighborhood House Association, and she's also the Associate Producer for Leadership Matters. And I think, Valerie, you've been um, collecting some of the emails that have come in to ask questions. Absolutely. Good afternoon, Dr. G. Good afternoon. And we're going to invite you to maybe share those, and um, Denise and um, Wendy and myself will do our best to respond. Okay. Our first question comes from Sandra in Pennsylvania. She at, um, says that she's been with her organization for 13 years and that she's been told by her manager that she needs to communicate in a way that's more strategic. She thinks that she is already clear in her communications and wants you to shed some light on what it means for her to be more strategic. Okay, great. Excellent question. Um Wendy or uh, Denise, do you want to go first with that? Do you want me to respond? How do we want to handle this? Uh, I say Denise go first. She's been doing a great job going first. Okay. (laughs) Denise, do you want to take a stab at that or do you want me to take a stab at it? Sure, I will. Thank you. Um, When I look at um, the suggestion to communicate uh, more strategically, immediately comes to mind the fact that um, 
to really plan out what that communication is. When we think we um, communicate clearly, it's because of our thoughts of, of what we come to. But when we strategically plan, we include uh, others in that plan because strategic is just bringing a group together and that group looking at a process or process or project together. And I think uh, to communicate more strategically is to really plan out what that communication piece is and who you're communicating to and how you communicate it. Uh, if it's written, if it's um, or using another form of social media, but how you communicate that strategically. Okay, wonderful. Um, thanks, Denise. And um, yes. not knowing exactly Sandra's particulars, um, she's, that may be and it's probably a really good thing for her to do is to kind of noodle that a little bit more with her manager. The other thought that comes to mind for me when I think of someone communicating more strategically is to really kind of think about the strategy of the organization and how their position, how their department is positioned within the organization. And so when I think of being strategic, I think long range, um, you know, six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, how might their department be strategically positioned, what might they be doing to support the organization in being more strategic, strategically positioned in communicating that. I also think about it from a space of um, a manager's transitioning to a space where they talk about the mission and the vision more so that their um, direct reports and others that they're leading and engaging with can actually contribute more to um, the overarching vision. If when I'm communicating to my direct reports, I only talk about what's due today or what's on our radar screen and we're doing critical thinking about what's happening now, that's good critical thinking and I'm communicating maybe um, operationally and critically about the now. But when I can actually um, share with them the, the larger picture, one might say, the vision with regards to where we're headed, then it allows others to contr- to contribute more um, strategically to the overarching uh, vision with regards to where we're headed within, a, you know, within an organization. So when I think of, of um, uh, strategic, I think what you're thinking, um, Denise, with regards to, yes, well planned out, how we're going to include others, who might be some strategic partners and alliances or who within t- inside the organization or externally to the organization might we need to be strategically engaging. Um, and I also think about vision. I think of... Um, I think of mission, I think of values and uh, market positioning or community positioning uh, in order to have a more long-range impact. Um, Any other thoughts come to mind for anyone? Well, the first thing that comes to mind when I hear this question and this concern from an employee is, um, here is a challenge in communication coming from the leadership. Mm -hmm. He asks her to be more strategic. And the word strategic can have a lot of different meanings depending on who it's coming from. You know, what does that look like? You know, that that leader may have gotten that from his leader or her leader, et cetera, and that may not even be clear to them. I would advise our um, caller to ask for an example to start. What does that look like for a vision of what communicating strategically looks like what is the end result that you're looking for? So once again, she can get that feedback and engage in communication with him or her 
that says what strategic thinking or communication is. That could be a lot of different things. And oftentimes leaders confuse strategic thinking or strategic communication with tactical. And those are two very distinct um, directives. And I think that the supervisor has to be a little bit more clear, and I think she should ask for uh, maybe an example or two. Great. Well, thank you, Wendy, and thank you, um, Denise. I think that gives Sandra at least some information that she may noodle and um, wonderful with regards to example of how having a feedback loop, um, two-way communication kind of going back and forth until both parties are real clear can be helpful. Uh, Valerie, did you have another um, emailed-in question? I do. We have a question from Ruben in Georgia. Uh, Ruben says, what do you do when you work for an organization when the structure is so formal and authority-orientated and your supervisor doesn't communicate with you, nor does the supervisor take communication to their supervisor? This is a challenge for him, and he says, what do you do? Mm, that is a challenge. Uh, any <laughs> thoughts? Um, I guess it depends on how severe a communication challenge is. And, and I know this may sound a little direct, but um, you have to work in an environment that you are productive in and to be successful. Um, not saying that he should quit his job today and go look for another job, but really examine if the entire organization has that challenge, he, he's in an environment that um, doesn't really afford him the opportunity to be to have success, I mean, from what I'm hearing. But I think he needs to um, try to find a way or find someone who can create a dialogue for communication, for understanding, or else there's a, there's a big challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts from yourself, Denise? Um. Let me ask, when I, when I hear this, um, the supervisor doesn't communicate? Yeah, it doesn't. It sound, sound, uh, Valerie, is that what you said? The supervisor doesn't communicate with you? Yes, that absolutely. Okay. The, his supervisor doesn't communicate mm-hmm. with him, mm-hmm. nor uh, does the supervisor communicate with their supervisor. Mm-hmm. So there's not an opportunity okay. for him to be heard to the super, his supervisor's Beyond supervisor. Beyond his supervisor. Yes. Okay. So any thoughts for yourself, Denise? With this one, I would say at least, um, and I'm not sure if maybe Ruben is doing this already, um, is to to continue to communicate with his supervisor and um, in writing with clear thoughts of what he hears or the things that um, he may hear from other people. Sometimes uh, we look for the communication to come directly from our supervisor but in an organization, we may not get it from the supervisor, but there is some other form of communication within the organization. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that we can respond to that communication to the supervisor. And um, if that continues and it doesn't go any further or the results that he's trying to get uh, communicated out, then there are steps as far as HR or those kind of um things within a formal organization, because even within a uh, structured and a formal organization uh, structure of where communications is not being heard beyond the supervisor, there are some things as an employee that he can do 
to maybe get those things done. Okay, good. Thank you. And I guess my two cents that I might add to that is to really have Reuben think about and get really clear with some self-reflection as it relates to get clear on what he needs and to really ask himself, okay, what is it that I need and, um, and who might be the best person for me to ask to get it from them and how might I need to ask for it in a way that's going to maybe best support me in getting that need met. And the same thing is the conversation with the supervisor. So I think Ruben first having the conversation with self, so, well, you know, what do I need? My supervisor is not communicating with me, you know, then um supervisor could be more introverted and they're a responder. So sometimes when we give someone something to respond to, then they will communicate based on the response, uh, based on responding. So, again, if Ruben gets clear on what Ruben needs from his supervisor, perhaps Ruben can think about um, how do I frame that and how do I ask that so that I get my needs met. And then what's out there so that he can get a broader picture of the organization beyond the supervisor? Are there, um, you know, is there a strategic plan? Is there a website that has updates? Are there other communications that come out that um, are there informal groups that he can network with to find out what's happening in the broader context of his um, organization? Might be some things that Ruben does to feel a little bit more informed um, in that environment. Um, but, you know, certainly we... Uh, recognize that to be a real challenging, one might say, situation for him to be in. But um, any other thoughts? I was I was going to add to what you were saying, Dr. G, that um, that Ruben reach out to mm-hmm. um, other sources mm-hmm. because that can be a real um, painful place of frustration as an employee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe, maybe in fact, um, the challenge is with Ruben um, in terms of communication. Maybe, maybe it isn't. But I wanted to suggest a couple of different areas. For example, maybe he would he can confide or communicate with a trusted employee, fellow coworker, about um, you know it's is is that employee or that coworker also having or is he having success with communication with the same supervisor or mm-hmm. does he have any suggestions on a better way? Right. Especially if he sees another employee who has better communication than he right. does. Mm-hmm. Or um, you mentioned other Maybe we're going to have to transition to a okay. break. Mm-hmm. But go on and finish your thought. Oh, okay. Um, the other two things quickly were human resources. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he can go to his human resources area and ask for some type of direction. and Or maybe there's some type of employee advocate um, in the, within the organization that can help him. So um, just... Make sure he use all, uses all of his resources before he, you know, kind of loses himself in frustration. Okay, great. And I will um, kind of add to that just how Ruben's situation underscores how important it is for managers and supervisors to communicate effectively and how much frustration can be created within an organization when they don't. We're going to take a short break and be back with more on Leadership Matters. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. 
Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. When you are trying to establish your financial plan, there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration, from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs. How do you manage all of it to find a plan that will work for you? Tune in to The Insightful Investor with Bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. We're back with more on Leadership Matters. Valerie, thank you so much for joining us and bringing in the uh, emailed questions from our guest. And, Valerie, if there's others who want to send in um, questions for next week, could you give our listeners the um, email address and maybe phone number? I think the phone number is to call in live, and the email address is to send in ahead of time. Is that correct? Yes, they can send their emails to Dr. G. That's dr.g at InnoVisions, I-N-N-O-V-I-S-I-O-N-S dot org, Dr. G at InnoVisions dot org, and they may call in during the show at 866-472-5789. Again, that number is 866-472-5789. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Valerie. Sure, sure appreciate your joining us. Thank you, Dr. D. Yes. And Wendy, as well as Denise, as we begin to kind of transition in. Uh-oh. Had a little bit of a interruption there. Is everybody still on the line? Yes. Okay. I think that was just um, maybe Valerie exiting. So I'm just going to ask each of you just to maybe share some of your final tips or lessons learned as relates to um, communicating effectively with heart and skill. Denise. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> I'd like to go first. <laughs> okay. 
Um, a couple of things um, to take away. Well, for leaders, we should be sensitive to those we're communicating to and with, um, that it is a two-way dialogue, and we have to listen to ensure that the uh, message we're trying to communicate uh, is clearly understood. And one of the things we didn't really say here, but the importance of communicating, especially for nonprofits, we have to communicate our vision and our, our mission clearly because we depend on the support uh, financially from uh, the community for funding and for support as uh, financially as well as resources and volunteering. And so we have to make sure that the message we want to communicate to those uh, who are listening in our organization will support us, but also to ensure that our staff, our direct reports, that we clearly un understand what's being communicated, that we support and fully uh, implement our vision and mission, that we have a, a workplace that is uh, environmentally friendly to those of us who are in the workplace daily. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Great. Thank you so much, Denise. Thank you, Dr. G. Mm -hmm. And how about yourself, Wendy? Wow, that was great, Denise. I think we'll just stop right there. Now, um, I wanted to add uh, actually a couple of quotes that I've kept along the way, and one is an old Dale Carnegie quote that we all know well, and it, and it defines true communication as the power of listening, listening being the key thing that the key, one of the key takeaways. And Dale Carnegie's quote was, be interested, not interesting and that can go um, can work for us in various settings. In other words, um, if we're always doing the talking and not listening, um, you know, we can't necessarily learn. And that brings me to my second quote, Larry King, when he retired from um, his talk show just a few months ago, his lifelong quote was that whenever he is talking, he's not learning, but when he is not, he is learning and he is listening. So it's very important that we keep as a key factor in communicating the power of listening to others. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. The um, you know, quote that comes to mind for me is um, one that we shared at the end of our last week's show that also dealt with communicating with heart and skill, but more from a service provider perspective and that is communication is to relationship what breath is to life. Mm -hmm. And so right. really being able yeah. to think about, you know, what, how do I want the relationship to be? Because however I communicate, that's really what I'm um, mm. producing within that relationship. So if I communicate in an agitated way, then I'm going to put agitation in that relationship. If I communicate in a disrespectful, argumentative, rude way, then that's really what I'm breathing into that relationship. Mm. So if I want to have a very healthy and respectful relationship, then it's how do I self-regulate myself so that I'm communicating in a way that's respectful and helpful because then that's what I'm going to breathe into that relationship. So um, just some thoughts there with regards to managing ourselves in a way that supports building the relationships that we'd like to have and how that's so reflective of our communication patterns. Dr. G, can you repeat that quote one more time, please? Sure. Mm -hmm. Communication is to a relationship what breath is to life. Okay. And I can't think of the um, precise um, 
uh, person that said that, but there's a book uh, by Judy Salinger, mm-hmm. and I think it's called Fearless Change. Mm. The quote I took out of her book some time back, and I just it's always stood out for me as just uh, a wonderful uh, piece to kind of keep in mind. So, you know, kind of self-check my own self with regards to, okay, how do I want this relationship to be, and then how do I then manage myself accordingly? Right. Okay. So as we be um, positioned to kind of sound off here, final words from either of you? Uh, I would just say that um, the importance of communication is to help the organization as well as the individual to accomplish its missions and goals that um, is set before it. And I think that uh, when you were speaking earlier about uh, the really listening to people and the, how you uh, have the relationship in that process comes to mind the uh, intelligence, emotional intelligence of how we have to hold those little gremlins down when we're hearing and listening to people. Mm-hmm. within us to to help self-manage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely love that. And, and, and um, Denise, I really appreciate it. You're bringing up the importance of um, our communicating mission and vision and our messaging from our organizations and how important that is to our being able to receive the support we need yes. to um, receive funding and, and um, get public approval and yes. so on and so forth for the things that we're engaging to do. So, Thank you for bringing that to the table. Yes, you're quite welcome. Mm-hmm. Wendy, final thought from yourself. Um, final thought is I was just thinking that communication, and you mentioned as a skill, um, all all skills that we want to perfect require practice. Mm-hmm. And um, as odd as it may sound, communication, effective communication takes practice. Mm-hmm. And it takes time and it takes um focus. We need to really focus and make an effort on making sure we are conscious conscious of our communication. So we need to practice how we want to be effective. We need to practice what we're going to say or how we're going to communicate with others. And um, that would make it even more effective than what we've done before. Wonderful. So I want to thank both, um, both of you, Denise as well as Wendy, for being on our show today and talking about communicating with heart and skill. Thank you. And to Dr. our listeners, thank you so much for being on um, the um, what say internet radio with us today. And we're going to invite you to join us next week on Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more on how you too can make your leadership matter. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.